0: Hello. Hey, have you invested a bunch of money in essential oils and then you don't even know how to do it, how to use it, how to make the air in your home toxin-free? The West family is right there with you. You're not alone. But let me tell you about my friends at Simply Earth. I love this company. The Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box is going to help you gain confidence and clarity in using essential oils to help make your home toxin-free. Here's how it works. Number one, you're going to receive the recipe box with four pure essential oils, six recipe cards and extras so they give you the recipes tell you exactly what to do to make the air in your home toxin free then you learn how to use your essential oils while making the recipes created by certified aromatherapists it's not just some goofball saying here try mixing this with this Now these people know what they're doing save money detoxify your life and here is my favorite part you buy from a company that changes the world Simply Earth gives 13% of all of its profits to end human trafficking around the world. 13% of all their profits, they give it away to help end human trafficking around the world. You gotta check out Simply Earth. Uh, their essential oils are GCMS tested by a third party to ensure purity. 100% pure, by the way. Simply Earth's essential oils, 100% pure, come from the best farms all over the world. This company's amazing. They're doing a great thing to help end human trafficking. Let's join them in that. The essential oils alone would cost over $100 from other companies, but with Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box, you get four pure oils, six recipes, and extra ingredients for only $39. And when you subscribe, you get a free big bonus box with even more natural goodies. Listen, using essential oils to support your wellness doesn't have to be overwhelming. Have fun making your home toxin-free with Simply Earth's Essential Oil Recipe Box. Plus, get a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. Again, that's a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. And as always, I really hope you like it. Happy 4th of July. Holy cow, did you have a good 4th of July? Are you thankful for your freedom like I am? Are you thankful for the men and women who, who are on the front lines protecting our freedom like I am? Are you of the mindset like I am that while other things get an entire month to celebrate in our world, that uh, the men and women who protect our freedom only get a day here and there, and I don't think that's enough Do you. So uh, special thank you to our troops, for those uh, who are actively working to protect our freedom on the front lines, putting their lives at risk. Thank you to their families who uh, are missing mom or dad while they're serving our country. Thank you to the families who um, have lost a, a loved one, a family member in the line of duty, protecting our freedom, the freedoms that we enjoy. And I hope you enjoyed them on the 4th of July. I know I did. We always have a fun time at the West House. My wife loves the 4th of July. I mean, it's, uh, it's banana pudding. It's cooking out. It's uh, greased up watermelon races. It's, uh, you know, blowing stuff up. It's, it's epic it's always hot and sweaty too, because Tennessee, you know, hope you had a great 4th of July. And uh, of course, you know, you can't think about the word freedom without thinking of the freedom that we have in Christ. Can I get an amen people? Much to be thankful for much to celebrate the freedom we have in this country and the freedom that we have in Christ. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining me today. Um, Hey, uh, I want to go back in time slightly. Today. I've been revisiting some of my personal favorite conversations that I've had here at the Matthew West Podcast, I'm calling it a little bit of a summer rewind. And that's what we're going to do today, in case you missed it, as the kids might say. I see why. I see why am I? I see why. Am I? I don't think I'm supposed to spell it out, but you know what I mean. Um, this guy showed up last minute. He texted me. I was playing the Grand Ole Opry, it was about maybe a month and a half ago, and I get a text message, hey man, it's Tim Tebow, I saw that you're playing the Grand Ole Opry, I'm going to be in town, would like to bring my family, I said absolutely, but you'll have to pay full price, (laughs) no just kidding, so I left him some tickets, I wasn't sure if he was going to come, all of a sudden I'm in my dressing room, warming up, getting ready, and I get this bear hug from behind. And when I say bear hug, I mean like it felt like a literal grizzly bear with giant arms wrap around me and lift me up in the air like, and toss me like I was a rag doll, mind you. And I'm not a rag doll; I'm not tiny. I turn around. It was Tim Tebow. And his family came to the Grand Ole Opry to hang with us. His in-laws had come for the first time to Nashville, Tennessee. They live in South Africa. And so they got to go to the Grand Ole Opry, too, and I just happened to be performing on the night that they were in town. So uh, it made me think of this conversation that I got to have with Tim a while back, and uh, I just wanted to revisit it. And one of the reasons is because, hey, look, I don't know, maybe you're going through a summer slump, you know? My favorite baseball team sure is. And, you know, if I could talk to the Chicago Cubs, I'd give them a pep talk. I'd I'd call Tim Tebow, actually, not me. I would call Tim Tebow, and I'd say, go get him fired up, because every time I talk with this guy, Every time I hang with this guy, every every time I hear him talk, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. I'm ready to go make something in my life. I'm I'm ready to get back on mission in my life. This guy just has such a powerful gift of uh, energizing and empowering people to remember, like you're here on this earth for a purpose. Like I always talk about, it. it's your story for His glory. Like. Go make the most of the one shot you get in this life. And if there's somebody who I can think about who epitomizes what it looks like to make the most of the one shot we get in life, it's this guy. So let's go to the story house with the Summer Rewind, one of my favorite people in the world, Tim Tebow tim tebow it is an, an honor to have you on the matthew west podcast on a scale of nine to ten what's your level of excitement uh being part of this it's podcast 11 right now? okay let's it's just 11. be honest about that it is 11 man
1: i'm freaking with matthew west let's go all right there's a reason why i'm on your podcast and you're not on mine okay let's just be honest about that
0: That's what I'm talking about. That's the answer I was dreaming of, man. It is so, it's so good to see you, man. I'm I'm such a fan and admirer of, uh, of the way you live your life day in and day out and the way you inspire so many people. And I got to start off by just saying congratulations on the release of an awesome new book mission possible. I got to tell you, I want to know, like scoring a touchdown, hitting a home run, winning a national championship, winning a Heisman releasing a book, where does releasing a book sit in terms of celebratory moments in in your career and life?
1: I will say, I think it's really cool. It's really exciting. It's really fun, especially to do it with, you know, so many people that support you and a team that makes it all possible. I don't know that it necessarily compares to like winning a championship or something with your teammates, (laughs) but I, I will say that what comes through being able to try to write something that you feel like God has put on your heart. I feel like to hear the testimonies and the stories is more important than any game or touchdown or home run would ever be is to be able to try to encourage people and their God given purpose and try to encourage people and share the good news of the gospel and try to encourage people to bring that all over the world. Like there's nothing that can compare with that.
0: Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. And that's what this book's about to do in a huge way. And that's what you do day in and day out. And now you're you're putting those stories and that inspiration in the pages of this book. The last time I got to see you, I
1: actually want to tell you this is is you actually, um, and your family actually have been a part of this book, too. And you don't even know how. So what's that? Uh, so I have a ghostwriter, A.J. Gregory, who's amazing. But then over the course of the, uh, you know, a little over a year, I've been able to, to bring someone else on the team, Wyatt, who's, who's awesome. And he's been really helped with, um, he, he graduated from Dallas Theological Seminary, and he's been helping with theology and research and, and studying. Well, uh, I don't remember how many years ago, your dad at a conference in West Virginia pulled him to the side and prayed for him that he would find his purpose in life. And now he's working with me on telling people about how they can find their purpose in their life. So
0: it's kind of cool how God just
1: used so many different stories and brings everybody together.
0: Man, that is such a great story, and I think we got to meet him. You know, uh, my dad. The listeners of this podcast know my dad well. He's a big part of the of our whole ministry, and we have a nonprofit ministry together. And he's a prayer warrior. And when I looked at the title of your book, "Mission Possible," and and the challenge that you're issuing, chapter after chapter, find your purpose, find your calling. God has great plans for your life. You know, it echoed so much of when I think of people who've been living mission possible. I think about my dad, and so just to think about uh the fact that he prayed for this young guy who's now pouring into and and to be able to be one of your support team members that is such a cool way to that's awesome man
1: it really is so tell tell your dad thank you and uh it's just amazing and so your dad had an impact and influence on this book that hopefully has an influence on a lot
0: Man, that is so awesome. Tim, my dad's going to freak out when he hears this part of the episode because he is such a huge Tim Tebow fan, as am I. So the fact that dad just got a shout-out from from Tim himself is such a cool thing. And uh, we were together at this event called uh, Life Search, and you were going to be speaking at the end of the event. I was singing a few songs here and there throughout the day, and I got to tell you this hilarious story that you probably weren't even aware of, but they sent a lady out to introduce me. And then she was going to introduce you to speak. And I was going out to sing a song called do something. And then everybody oh, was it. so fired up. Song. Yeah. But to hear you get up and speak and every time I've heard you speak, man, I've been so fired up. It's It's been just one great moment after the other, because God's gifted you to inspire and, and move people in the direction of the calling God has on their lives. But I'll never forget this lady gets up to speak uh, to introduce and she goes, ladies and gentlemen, in just a moment, The man you've all been waiting for. And you can hear the crowd kind of hush. And then she goes, but first, the (laughs) man before. The man before the man you've that all been waiting so for. Terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> and she, oh. and she, called me, she called me up on stage. And so I called my publicist. I said, I need you to add this to my bio. He's the man before the man they've all been <laughs> waiting for. <laughs> I just thought that was, it was amazing. Oh, and, and no. I thought that was just such a hilarious moment. And you know what? You were the man they were all waiting for. That is not focused. true. I am,
1: first of all, I that is not true at all. And I'm so
0: sorry. That is crazy. (laughs) I thought it was the best thing ever, but, uh, Hey man, this has been such an exciting thing. I think you've been, uh, making the rounds getting to tell the story of this book. Um, I saw you on Fox and friends and I think it was good morning America. And what, what have you heard people saying about how this book is already speaking to them? And what's it kind of been like getting to, kind of share this book with the world
1: it it only been a couple of days but it's been pretty encouraging just to be able to hear some of the the testimonies um already which is just so inspiring and and, you know just honestly when when i started to to write it uh, matthew it's just dang i I really had a a heavy burden on my heart it was weird because it was a burden it was a passion to to want to share but then it was also a feeling of a weight um if that makes sense of you know, because I think I was I was wrestling with a lot. I was wrestling with I want to you know inspire people to go out and live this mission, but then I think I was also seeing so much hurt and so much um, so many lies that the world is throwing at people, especially young people. And you see these statistics like a third of people say that that they're lonely most of the time or all the time, that young people say more than 60% of them say there's nobody in the world that believes in them and how 12% of our daily thoughts are spent in some form of comparison. And just in 2020 alone, more than 6,600 10 to 24 year olds committed suicide. I could go over and over and over and over and over again. And Matthew, what's happening is whatever we're doing and whatever we're sharing, whatever we're telling and however we're leading, we are missing the mark with teaching the next generation what really matters because we are telling them that your value and your identity comes from from money, fame, and power. Your value and your identity comes from how many likes. Your value and your identity comes from all these shiny things, and that is not at all the case. I do not believe that is truth. There's a lot of people that have them, and a lot of people that have them are still empty, but your value and your worth comes in who you are and who you are in Christ, but then also your value comes from knowing that I was created in love, by love, and for love, and the God of this universe has a purpose and a plan for me. And I believe that he's got a mission for every single one of us. And that mission is possible because of what he did on the cross. And he's the one that overcame the impossible. And so we have a possible, we have a mission that is not one that is overly daunting. Yes, it can be hard. Yes, it can be frustrating. Yes, it can be overwhelming. But We have to know he did the impossible, so we get to do the possible. We get to live out the mission he has put in place. And listen, we don't have to do the hard work. What we have to do is what he has equipped us and what he has put in our path. And we got to be willing, just like the lad in John 6, to say, hey, here you go, Jesus. Here's my loaves. Here's my bread. Here's my fish. Here's whatever the heck I have. But i got to put it in your hands because the miracle didn't come because how much he brought to the table. The miracle came because he put it in the miracle maker's hands. And we got to be willing to say, you know what, I have a lot or I have a little, but that's not what made the miracle. Period. The miracle wouldn't have been different if you had less bread, less fish, more bread, more fish. The miracle came because he was willing to give to the miracle maker. And I want to encourage people, listen, whatever you have, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, whatever your job, whatever God has called you to do, you put it in his hands and you be willing to go. You be willing to stay. You be willing to give. You be willing to pray. You be willing to do whatever he's called you to do. And there will be more worth, more joy, more satisfaction, more peace, more significance in that than anything you could possibly do.
0: Man, that's so powerful, man. You are exactly right. And I wonder like, how many people are trying to figure out what their purpose is in life, or if they've been made to feel like somehow they're insignificant, their story doesn't matter. How could God possibly have a plan I read something where you said you used to always get the question are you dating anybody but ever since you got married you've noticed the more predominant question is you know how do I find God's plan for my life how do I figure out what my mission is I think deep down without even maybe being able to verbalize it sometimes uh isn't one of our deepest fears is that somehow we're living our life off mission one of the lines in the song says um Uh, My biggest fear is waking up to find what matters is miles away from what I spent my life chasing after, right? Like getting the end of our life and realize that maybe we were on a mission, but we were on the wrong one. We were on the wrong, the one that didn't have an eternal value. It was a temporary one. So being off mission, people are, I think deep down, we're all afraid of, we don't want to live our lives and, and not have it count for something that matters beyond the temporary. I tell
1: you what, it terrifies me. Yeah. It absolutely terrifies me. I believe one of the greatest forms of tragedy is at the end of your life, looking back and saying, I was successful in all the things that didn't matter. And Ooh. Matthew, I just tell you, there has been way too many times in my life. And, and I know this, if I'm being honest, that I know I've been searching and I have wanted, and I had I had so many goals for stuff. And I know deep in my heart that I really wanted that sometimes more than what I know actually mattered. And I know that, man, I love the Lord, and I knew that I had a mission. I knew that I had a purpose, but, man, I also wanted these shiny things. I wanted that praise. I wanted that platform, or I wanted to, to shut critics up, or I wanted to accomplish these things. And, and, Matthew, those things aren't necessarily wrong, but when they're everything, then all of a sudden Jesus and the mission becomes less than what it needs to be. And I want to encourage people that success isn't wrong, but if it's only success, it's not going to mean much. But if you take your success, your platform, what God has given you, you can turn that into significance, right? And so you can turn all of those things, but man, don't end up at the, at the end of your life
0: saying, hey, I was successful, but none of these things actually matter. And I love how you said you're terrified by that because it's like you're, you're terrified in the best way right it's like uh sometimes like the word conviction gets a bad rap you know it's like conviction is is the Holy Spirit. It's it's saying, hey, it's God saying, I have more for you, right? It's John 10 10. Jesus said he laid out Satan's three-point plan for us. He comes to the thief comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. In other words, get us off mission. Right. Ruin the mission. Abort mission. Mission diverted and yes. we're off in a ditch somewhere. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And a life to the fullest is a life on mission. Hey, do you need to supercharge your hiring? Well, you need a super hiring partner. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. We streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. This is important, right? I'm doing a whole lot of things in my life, and I want to be as efficient as possible. And that means when it comes to hiring, I don't want to spend a ton of time trying to find the right person. And that's where Indeed comes in. It's going to help you out, too candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to us indeed data this is thanks to the indeed's hiring platform indeed does the hard work for you indeed shows you candidates whose resume on indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly even better Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements, so it's going to help you save money as well. Listen, join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash West. Offers good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash West. Just go to Indeed.com slash West and support the show by saying that you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash West. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The crazy thing about your life is that All So many challenges you've faced, I don't want to say all of them, but so many of your challenges are not only challenges that you face personally, but you face them in a public platform. Can you talk about like, what would you say is one of the most challenging missions that you've faced in your life?
1: One of it was what I was just talking about, uh, running after success versus significance, um, because I'm very driven, but sometimes I've been driven for the wrong things. But then I would also say another one in my life that if I'm just being honest, I think it was I'm a people pleaser. I want to be liked. I really do. And. I couldn't understand when I was really young how my dad was so bold and and I even write about in there how how my dad would even stand up in restaurants and he would pray before we would eat and he was so loud and how I just kind of <laughs> sink down in my chair and be like oh my goodness you know and I, I couldn't I couldn't understand how he was so bold like even even in in movies where someone makes fun of themselves like I cringe you know like and I don't like that. And my dad was so bold. He would literally go into a marketplace in all these countries and he would stand up and he would say, you know, get on some some little bucket or something. He would say, hey, guys, I got the best deal in the market. And he would preach to everybody there. And I, and I knew it and I believed it. But man, wow. I, couldn't, I wow. couldn't understand how he was so bold. I just couldn't understand it. God continued to work in my head and my heart. And listen, I'm still by nature, a people pleaser. But what I had to do was I had to say, you know what, that's my emotion speaking. And I got to let God's conviction speak louder in my life. And and God was convicting me. Hey, listen, you're afraid of what other people are going to think. What about what I think? Are you not willing to be made fun of? And and, and that's in a, a time when I, I really went to the University of Florida and I love the Lord. But still, it was about figuring out if I'm going to take a step to say, you know what, I'm willing to be different and even get made fun of. And I was reading a quote, a book about Winston Churchill, and a quote that was accredited to him was that he said, um, if you have enemies, good, it means you stood for something at least once in your life. And I was like, thinking, how could having enemies be a good thing? I just couldn't get that. And then it was also reading John 16, 33, when, when Jesus is talking to his disciples the night before he goes to the cross, and they totally don't get it. Just like me, a lot of my life, I totally don't get it. And I just missed it. And he looks at them, and he says, for in me, you have peace in the world you're going to have trials and tribulation but take heart i have overcome the world and it's like when you when you look at this trials and tribulation and you look at okay it's okay to have enemies and you're thinking about this it's like what it was doing in my life was god was working to say you know what like, I want you to live by your convictions, not by just pleasing people. And there's going to be times in your life where you're going to have to choose your convictions over pleasing. And pleasing's not wrong, but choosing to do what's right and honor me is more important. And that was something I've always wrestled with. But it's why we talk in the book about choosing your convictions over your emotions. Because if your emotions lead your life, you're going to have a roller coaster life. But if convictions lead your life, significance
0: leads it. What's the difference, though? What's a conviction? like versus just, we know what the emotions are and we're all prone to follow them. But what does the word conviction mean to you? And
1: first I want to say that emotions don't necessarily always mean bad, but it can be good one day. Your emotions can say, man, I want to help people. I want to serve people. I want to love people. But the next day you can be like, dude, I'm pissed at people. I don't want to. I don't want to get out. I don't want to do it. But what convictions are to me, is a deeply rooted set of beliefs. And a lot of times, a conviction comes from biblical truth. And so I want to weigh what I believe is my conviction with biblical truth. And it's also what I would say is God's promises. What are God's promises? God's promises are that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we are one of one, that we're created in love, by love, and for love, that the um, uh, what the angel said, the good news, the great joy, which should be for all the people. You know, it's, is God's truth over and over and over. We are more than conquerors for him who loved us. Like you could keep going over God's promises. And so you take those promises and then you apply that to your life and then other people's life as well. So then it's like, wait a second. If I believe that what Jesus did on the cross counted for me, and I believe it's for all the people, then it has to count for this person and this person and this person. Then if I believe that all people were created in the image of God and all have worth and value... Well, wait a second. Do I treat them as such? And then if you believe that Jesus died for all people and you believe they're all image bearers, they all have worth and value. And then you see hurting people. You know what that leads to? That you better freaking go help them. Then you better go help them, because if not, what you're really saying to God is, God, I know that you died for them. I know that you love them. I know that they have great worth and value, but they don't have enough worth and value to me to go out of my way to go love and serve them. So really what I'm saying is, yeah, that's probably my mission, but I have more important things to do than what you want me to do. Because if they were important enough for God to send his son to go be the propitiation for us, the payment that satisfies the ransom for us, if he was willing to be made sin so that we could be made right with him, we're really saying, Hey, that was all, your sacrifice was awesome, but my time is more awesome than to go love them and serve them.
0: And a lot of times we get fooled into thinking that okay finding my mission finding my purpose if it's not seen by a lot of people if it's not high visibility kind of stuff if it's not if I'm not getting a pat on the back and there it goes back to our motivations too I know you're somebody who obviously you've had the pat on the back you've had the accolades you've won the awards you've achieved the heights of success in multiple different lanes and you you've gone after it you've achieved it and you've seen it and yet I'm watching what Tim Tebow does with the Tim Tebow Foundation and I'm watching how you've decided like you just said the least of these do I really believe that every single person matters to God well then I better go do something about the least of these who need to know that they're not forgotten that's right that they're not unloved that they matter that they too have a mission what happens when people get so caught up in the spotlight or um you know what you kind of refer to as the big ticket actions and the things that get the glory on social media you're encouraging readers that significance exists within each day yes How do we go about doing that? Like, when life seems routine, when life seems mundane... Here you are, you're talking about, no, there's significance in each day. God's called us to be beyond the spotlight. Just literally, you talk a little bit about the Tim Tebow Foundation and, and the why of that and how people can take part in the everyday significance.
1: Well, yeah, that's our mission is to fight for people that can't fight for themselves. And we're, we're blessed to do it all around the world. And we actually just got back from Africa where we're building another hospital, opening a campus for girls who've been trafficked, rescuing babies that are getting thrown away in orphanages. But I got to tell you, even coming back from the trip, I was convicted because on the ground, we yes, we had a mission mindset, but I even was getting off the plane and I was like, dang, Timmy, you're kind of an idiot. Because on the ground, we were literally all about our mission, but then on the flights in between the countries and stuff, I was like convicted because I was like, I use that as a time of rest rather than continuing the mission. And see, that's what happens is so many of us is we think the mission is only when we're on a mission trip. Or the mission is only when we're on discipleship or this visit or this um, evangelism or whatever. And the, the mission is every day. There's not a start and a stop. As long as you have breath, you have purpose, and you have a mission. So it is when you go to work. It is when you go to your job. It is when you go to lunch. And and for me, I was convicted. Man, it was on the plane. It was on the people I'm sitting next to. And and honestly, I was convicted of this uh, two days ago right after we finished Good morning, America. We go to this little fresh marketplace in New York before we go to this CBS studios and we stop. And one of my, my teammates is in the, um, the checkout line and they're saying, what are y'all doing here? And he's like, oh, we're just talking about this book Mission Possible and how we can all create a life that counts. And literally the lady goes, I have no purpose. Wow. And then she goes, the only reason I'm alive is for my cat. And uh, I was uh, just a few feet away, but I was listening to it. And man, I was so grieved again. But I also remember why we're doing it.
0: Wow. It's so
1: that we could tell her so that she would know she's not just alive for her cat. There's so much more. Listen, I love animals and I believe God loves animals, but God yeah. loves her more. God loves her so much and she does have purpose. And it's like, Man, it's not just when I'm talking about the book on on air. It's in the moments in between. It's, man, it's, it's her right now. So many of those times where we got to remember the mission isn't yeah. just on a mission trip. The mission is in every moment we get to bring that. We get to know that. We get to go live that.
0: I thought you were going to say you got convicted because when she said she was just here for her cat, you told her you were a dog person. But I'm glad you didn't say that. That is a true story. <laughs>
1: No, but I'm there's probably a good chance that God does love dogs more than cats. Uh, no. I mean,
0: <laughs> okay. Now you're going to get some complaints. I'm going to get crushed over that. I'm just
1: send, saying, guys.
0: send your complaints to Tim Tebow, not to the Matthew West podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing, Tim, and this is the struggle too, you know, I, as a, sometimes I feel like I'm a professional Christian. Like, you know, I've been, I'm a preacher's kid. I've always lived out my personal faith in a public platform. And there's this tendency when I get off stage, to it's almost like you're punching a clock And I've gotten convicted in the best way so many times where I feel like the Lord's showing me like when it comes to his mission that he has for me, there is no punching of a clock. There is no nine to five. A lot of times the why of why I go to a city to perform or the why of why you fly to a city to speak, we might think we're there for the audience that we have been booked to speak or perform in front of. But then we might have a chance encounter along the way that where God shows us that it wasn't a chance encounter after all. And it may have been for you to come face to face with that lady who literally said, "I have you, you think you're going there for good morning America, but the Lord leads you to that salad place to have that moment where he rocks your world, open your eyes again, and gives you a chance to speak life into somebody who's struggling. It's
1: exactly right. And I 100% agree and relate to you. And that is something that um, I, I even try to have people around me that help me remind me of that because you do get so busy and then you go from one thing to the next and you gotta remember and you gotta remind yourself. That's literally one reason that our fifth non-negotiable is to never forget. In 22 times in Deuteronomy, Moses reminds the Israelites, like, wouldn't wouldn't you think if 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 you were just part of the of God's Parting the Red Sea, like you'd be like, no one ever has to tell me to remember God's faithfulness. No one ever has to tell me to remember. Like, I would not forget. But honestly, I probably would because God has performed awesome things in my life. Like, never parted the Red Sea, but he's done a lot of cool things. But yet I forget so fast. And you know what? The Israelites, they started to forget and they started to do a whole lot of different things. So 22 times Moses reminds them do not forget or remember. And you know what? That's why it's our fifth non-negotiable so that we remember so we remember all of God's promises, so we remember God's faithfulness so that it's it's in those moments that I have people that remind me. No man, it's not just when you're on stage. It's with the the driver afterwards. It's not just when you're when you're having a chance to write a book, but it's with the person that is it is helping work on the book or the person that delivered the book every single one of those moments is just as important as we think the big moment is and it's something that i've been convicted of as well and it's an area where i want people to help keep me accountable because i am so so driven and competitive that you're going 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 and so when i don't see it because of my vantage point i want the people around me that are going to grab me and say hey this person right here, you just walk right by him. And I don't want to walk by him. I don't want to yes. walk because that, that is such a, a deeply rooted conviction that I wanted. Even a few times um that we were on, we had a chance to go speak at a few things that were really cool, man. I was just sitting in the car before and I just thought, man, like just God, I'm so unworthy of even having the chance to do this. Like this is unreal. You know, with some of our team, we just want to just stop and pray and say like, God, I'm choosing right now to be grateful. Let me be grateful for this. Let me just not let this pass by. Let me not let this just go through the motions, but let me embrace it, all the people, from the the CEOs to the janitors, because you don't care about one more than the other. So don't let me care about one more than the other
0: come on, and that's what you're pointing to. That's where the hope is. Anybody listening to this right now, if you're struggling to go, where's my significance? This challenge, exactly what you're saying, Tim, is there is significance for each one of us in every single second of our lives, and it's sometimes it's the most overlooked moments of our lives where God's saying, are you paying attention? I can use you in great and powerful ways, uh, and immeasur- I can do immeasurably more than you could even dream. If you're paying attention, if you'll let me lead you into your mission, it may not always be easy. It may come with obstacles it may come with challenges but the center of god's will for your life being on mission there is no better place to be and you're living proof of that you talk about the five non-negotiables or are there more than five
1: no, there, there's just five that we have, and, and we're always willing to do more, but these are five that we prayed about, that we talked about, that I felt convicted by, and I'm happy to share them. Number one is that we're believers. We're believers in a big God. We're believers in his son, Jesus. We're believers in what he did on the cross. We're believers that accounted for us, and we're believers. We're here for a reason, and we can help create change by loving people. Number two is that we are all image bearers. We don't get to play God. We get to serve God. You see a lot of people say, oh, you know, they want to play God about who they serve, about who they like, about who's more important than other people. No, we are all image bearers. Jesus died for all, period. We don't get to play God. We get to serve God. And he loves all. We better love all. That's one and two. Number three is that we're on a rescue mission and why we say rescue mission is because it gives us a sense of urgency when's the last time you heard rescue mission taking place in five years no rescue mission means now it gives us a sense of urgency and what we say is we want to live on their timeline not just our timeline there's so many people that are like man one day when i get it all together one day when i have savings one day when i have my 401k one you know one day when i have retirement i'm going on mission trip yeah how many people got raped, how many people were abandoned, how many people died while you were waiting for your retirement. Right. And that was something that was convicting to me to say, no, we can't live on our timeline. We have to live on their timeline. We have to live with a sense of urgency. That means right now we have to go. And that's something that we is uh, is honestly is one of the biggest burdens on my heart it is to go and to get to those lives all around the world. And number four is that there's power when we come together. I believe that's biblical. I think we see it when two or more are gathered. I said, I'm going to show up, you know? But I also believe that in a bigger sense of churches. Why do so many churches, uh, denominations say, you know, we're not going to work together. Of nonprofits, we're not going to work together. And so our mindset was, there's power when we come together. Because I believe to come together, what you have to do is you have to say, the mission is more important than the credit. And so many times I believe why we don't work together is because the credit is more important than the mission. And I believe when we do that, what we're really saying is, God, I sort of like believe in this and I'm a part of this, but I still want credit for doing this. And I don't want to do that. I want to say the mission they are more important than the credit. And we have to be willing yeah. to do that. And so we want to bring people, hey, listen, if you love Jesus, you love people, come on. We want to work with you. We Let's want to go. find partners. Because yeah. the only way for us to really push back the darkness, first of all, God can do whatever he wants. But, you know, we have to have the mindset of it It depends on us, too. We, we have the, the faith and we pray like it, knowing that it depends on God. But we have to work like it depends on us. And the way that we can get to more orphans and more special needs and more traffic victims is if we all say, hey, you know, we're on one team. It's not TTF. It's not Matthew West. It's not this church. It's not this denomination. It's one team. It's God's team. We're all in and let's all go. Right. When we do that now, we can affect so many more. And then the fifth one is that we can never forget. We can never forget the cross. We can never forget what God's done. We can never forget how he touched our life. I can never forget when God called me when I was in the Philippines I can never forget when he opened my eyes and he pricked my heart. And you know what? That's our five non-negotiables. And Love it. we have that so that we don't have mission drift.
0: Mission drift. Thank you for sharing that because anybody listening to this right now is probably going to rewind, write those down again, because that's, that's game-changing stuff right there. Those five non-negotiables to avoid mission drift, as you said it. And this book is going to help so many people, including the one who's talking right now, to avoid mission drift because- God has us each here for a reason, Tim. You've reminded every single person who's listening to this, everybody who's going to pick up your book is going to be reminded that they have a purpose, they have a calling, and when they start taking uh, hold of the promise that God has offered to each one of us, that he knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper, not to harm, plans to give us a hope and a future, we have a mission, and I I want to thank you so much for reminding every single one of us that... Did you know that most typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise? They've got two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids really should never eat. That's why Haya was created. It's a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar, they can contribute to a variety of health issues. Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, and yet it tastes great and it's perfect for picky eaters. Haya fills the most common gaps in a modern child's diet to provide the full-bodied nutrition and nourishment that our kids need with the yummy taste they love. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, and then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including... Vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and a whole bunch of others to support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's going to help your kids be as healthy as I know you want them to be. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door, so parents have one less thing to worry about. We love it. The West family loves it. You're going to love it, too. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com West. This deal is not available on their regular website. Again, go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash West and get your kids the full-body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Here's my last question for you, all right? We're gonna take Mission Possible right back to the beginning of where the mission begins, when, when you decided to take up your calling of God on your life, when your faith became real to you. I ask every single guest the question. I love to hear when people talk about the moment where their faith became real, they felt God knocking at the door of their heart, and their answer was, all right, my life is a story. But I know that I'm not the author, so I'm going to place the pen back in his hands. I call it a blue couch story because I was on a blue couch asking Jesus into my heart watching the Billy Graham crusade. So would you share the moment where the mission began to first take shape for Tim Tebow when you heard God calling you and you said, all right, Lord, I'm all yours. I'm all in
1: hundred percent. It was when I was a young boy and I went to church over and over again. And we would go to the Wednesday nights, Sunday nights, Bible studies, Tuesday nights, hit a few in between all of them. And my parents would say to me over and over again, Hey, Timmy, do you, do you want to accept Jesus? Do you want to go forward? Do you want to accept him into your heart? And I would say, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, I'm good. And so many times I knew I wanted to, I just didn't, what we were talking about before about pleasing people. I didn't want to get up and walk in front of everybody. I didn't want to do it I was lying in in my bed and I was so scared because I knew that I knew about Jesus and that I believed he died for me but I knew I didn't know him because I had rejected him over and over and over again and I was so scared lying in my bed and I couldn't sleep and I got up super early and I ran to go see my mom standing in front in our living room on a blue couch My dad was outside working on the farm, and I said, Mom, I have to ask Jesus into my heart now. She said, okay, let me go get your dad. And I said, no, we don't have time. And so she understood my urgency. Yes. Yes. She got down on her knees and so did I. And I asked Jesus to come into my heart and forgive me of my sin and come into my life. And he did instantly that day. And I went from darkness to light. I was adopted into the family of God. And I know that moment I had a home in heaven. And uh, it was the best day of my life. It was the best decision of my life.
0: The mission began, and uh, here we are, two grown men who uh, were led to Christ, praying with our moms. I got this, my mom was sitting next to me, and the mission began. And can we can we just soak this up for a second, Tim, and anybody listening to this right now? Can we soak this up that while we're we've been focusing on the mission that God has for our lives and how we want to make sure we don't experience mission drift, but can we just soak up the splendor and the beauty of this news that God has been on a mission? Mm from day one to pursue our hearts. And he loved us that much that he sent his only son, Jesus right. to die on a cross for our sins. That is the life changing message of, of the gospel. The gospel is a message of God's pursuit. He's been on a mission for us and he's saying, I love you. I know you, I've got great plans for you. Don't waste this one life that I've given you to live. So man, I'm just, I'm fired up by it. And on his
1: mission for us, there was a payment. There was a sacrifice, and he said, Instead of it being you, let it be me. That's the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel is there had on that mission, is it wasn't gonna be a clean getaway. Someone was gonna pay the price. And he said, Let it be me. And that's the truth of the gospel. There is a gravity, a seriousness. A realness to the gospel that is not a, just a, about the story of someone 2,000 years ago. No, it's this person that is so real and tangible, and he loves you. And he said, I love you so much, I'll pay the price. That's what the rescue mission is all about. And, and my pastor, like my pastor always says, he says, Once you've been rescued, you're on the rescue team. Go tell people about it.
0: Tim, man, I can't thank you enough for firing me up. I know everybody listening to this is fired up too. And uh, so thankful for that reminder of the mission we have. We're called to be on the rescue team. The mission that took place to come and rescue us and uh, to walk that out every single day. The Tim Tebow Foundation, timtebowfoundation.org. We're going to post a link to your ministry so people can find out all the amazing work you're doing beyond the spotlight. They know about all the other stuff. We're going to post a link to uh, the Mission Possible book. And I don't know if your team told you, but you hit the jackpot today because it's been a proven scientific fact that everybody who comes on the Matthew West podcast immediately sells a million copies of their book. (laughs) I don't know how this happens, but it's just I mean, it's crazy influence. So uh, you're welcome. Okay, you're so
1: awesome, man. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Seriously. Thank you so much for your your genuine love for Jesus and for people. Every time from the first time I, I met you in person in Dallas, every time I've seen you along the way, you can't help but know that you're real, that you're authentic, that you love the Lord and you love people. And it's it's just never been about fame and stuff, man. And so I'm just so grateful.
0: Well you keep up the great work. Thank you for those kind words. And uh, I want to find ways that I love how you said we're all on the same team and I want to find ways that our ministry can lock arms with the tim tebow foundation because everything i see and the people around you i'm taking so much away from today's conversation the non-negotiables the mission so thank you so much i know you got a crazy schedule ladies and gentlemen tim tebow here a huge arena in your head cheering for you tim even though it's just me right now all right
1: oh you're the best man i appreciate you thank you truly for having me on and uh man this was a wonderful conversation or at least i really enjoyed it so thank you yeah.
0: Hey, now it's time for songs from the story house. One of my favorite songs on the My Story, Your Glory album is a song called Kingdom Things, and it's a reminder to set our minds on things above, right? To seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6, Sometimes this heavy world makes us lower our sights, makes us shift our focus. We f- focus on the wrong things, the problems, the struggles, the heaviness and then we start to look to the wrong things to help us in uh, when we're struggling and discouraged and that's that's it. The enemy wants to distract our eyes and get us off the prize and take our eyes off the prize. and uh, I love that conversation with Tim Tebow it reminds us to keep our eyes on the prize, keep focused and on mission and to set our minds on things above. I hope this song speaks to you today. I love the music of this song. it's it, this is kind of just, uh, I don't know, this vibey intro just kind of sets me in a place, like a a quiet time place. And so maybe if you haven't had a quiet time, listen to a little bit of this song. Let this be your, your quiet time song and let it be your prayer. Lord, help me. Help me to set my mind on kingdom things. The world turns and the battle rages. I look around and I find my faith is anchored down in the King James pages. And it's not leaving. Heavy is the load I'm hauling Tall are the walls not falling But still is the voice that's calling Look up and see Kingdom things I lift my eyes and rest my mind on kingdom things Nothing on this earth could ever steal the stain This world brings like Kingdom Things. He's my dad and he gives good advice, and that's why the final segment of today's show is called Dad Vice. Here's his theme song. He is my dad and he gives good advice, and that's why this segment is called Dad Vice. Dad, thanks for joining me. We've been uh, kind of closing out every episode with you sharing some uh, encouragement and some scripture that kind of uh, captures the heart behind some of the music on the latest My Story, Your Glory album. So what have you had? Well, I bet you got a dad joke for us first. you want to give us a dad joke first? Yes.
2: Here's a quick one. I told my doctor I heard buzzing, but he said it's just a bug going around. Wow.
0: Very good. Very good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, again, I keep bragging on uh, this album, My Story, Your Glory, and it's incredible. And today, another incredible song, Kingdom Things. In fact, I put my AirPods in and I don't know how many times I've the Lord has touched me through going to this song. And of course, all your songs are Bible based. It's the living word put to music. It's just like the book of Psalms. And and it's just, it's powerful and it changes people's lives. And it's done a lot for me and all the songs and and songs of other artists too. But uh, today we're going to consider Kingdom Things. And uh, here's some lyrics. The world turns and the battle rages. I look around and I find my faith is anchored in the King James pages and it's not leaving. Heavy is the load I'm hauling. Tall are the walls not falling, but still is the voice that's calling. Look up and see him kingdom things. Before I get to the, the points, Matthew, I just wanted to ask you, am I improving on saying the words of the song? Like, I feel like, uh, I don't know, you're too young to know Alexander Scorby. He's not living now, but he was the voice of quoting all the Bible on tape. And then Efren Zimlis Jr., he was the voice. And I feel like I'm a voice for your songs. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think, you know, <laughs> I would just stick to dad jokes.
2: <laughs> okay. I think we all are aware of this, and, and maybe not, but we should be. This world has the ability to rule our minds. We are pressured with thoughts of providing for our families in an economy that says we don't have enough. We strive to solve our own problems. We are tethered to the television only only to be overtaken by bad news, not to mention that we have a generation of, of children and teenagers glued to TikTok. We are burdened down with our broken relationships and fret over the future. When you break it down like that, we are faced with the reality that the things that control our thoughts are in reality things that we cannot control." Two things we need to do to keep our minds on kingdom things. One, set your mind on things above. This is why Paul wrote in Colossians 3.2, set your mind and keep it focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which are only temporal things. In other words, think on kingdom things. And I don't know how often, Matthew, that my mind starts and my eyes see the things of the world and uh, and m- my mind's not on kingdom things and that's where i find where the devil gets in and and gets me discouraged and setting my mind on things above is the challenge and to seek matthew 6:33 seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you make prayer and the word a priority in your life that's not always easy to do but it's vital if we are to live in joy and victory as Christ's followers. Here's some more awesome lyrics Kingdom things. I lift my eyes and rest my mind on kingdom things. Nothing on this earth could ever steal the sting this world brings like kingdom things, where crowns and grace and praise replace the suffering and the pain is gone and the joys beyond imagining and you redeem all your kingdom things. And here's a great quote by a pastor. He said, how then can we grow in heavenly mindedness? How can people like us, everyday saints with jobs and families and friends and neighbors and a host of earthly responsibilities come to have it said of us, heaven was in him before he was in heaven and i like that heaven was in him before he was in heaven and and i pray every day and as i play this song in worship i pray lord let my mind be on kingdom things and forgive me when i get them too much on earthly things dad advice today is keep your mind on kingdom things that's
0: good stuff thanks dad All right. That's the show for today. I want to thank my uh, my buddy Tim Tebow for surprising me at the Grand Ole Opry. I'm so glad I got to share that interview with you again. I hope you loved it. And uh, thanks so much for listening to the song Kingdom Things. That song's available wherever you listen to music. It's on the My Story, Your Glory album, which of course is a double album. That particular song is on the Your Glory album. It's a worship album. Go check it out today. I want to encourage you. Go listen to every one of the 22 songs on there it's a journey it's not just pick one song go listen from start to finish and uh, i think it's going to speak to you i hope it will thanks for listening and thanks to my dad for joining me with dad vice and helping us dive deeper into what does it look like to set our minds on kingdom things. All right? Listen, go to popwee.org today if my ministry can can bless you in any way. If we can pray for you, submit a prayer request at popwee.org. If you'd like to receive a weekly email devotional from yours truly, go to popwee.org. If you want to tell your story about what God's doing in your life and encourage other people, go to popwee.org, P-O-P-W-E.org. Until next time, make the most of the one shot you get. Live your life on mission. Set your mind on kingdom things. And remember, it's your story for his glory. See you next
1: week
0: I really hope you like it. <laughs> But seriously, I, I, I do.